Hey, darling. Welcome to the She's a Creative podcast. Are you a female creative who wants to own your purpose and dominate your creative business? Then this is the podcast for you. I'm Kay, your host and guide to help you on your way to creative freedom and success. Hey, boo. Hey. So I am so excited, y'all. I'm always excited, but like today I'm like on a thousand because guys, when y'all hear about who I'm talking to today, y'all gonna be like, oh, Kay has arrived. Like, <laughs> girl's about to be a mess. So listen, I am on today with Dr. Courtney Baker, okay? She is a award-winning entrepreneur. She's the host of the podcast, Women in Business, Inspirational Stories of Women Entrepreneurs. She's a TEDx speaker and a nationally recognized authority on women's leadership. She has been featured on Fox News, iHeartRadio, Huffington Post, among other publications. She is a leadership expert, mentor, and business coach to female entrepreneurs and a mother of three. She is also passionate about inspiring and empowering women to close the gender gap through entrepreneurship. Dr. Courtney is also the founder and CEO of Kids Care Home Health, a multi-million dollar healthcare organization in Texas and in Colorado, and she's also expanding to other states. So with all her knowledge and experience and building multi-million dollar brands, like I am super excited to be chatting with her today. So let's get this started. Thank you so much for coming on, Dr. Courtney. How are you? I'm great, Kay. How are you? Girl, I'm extra. <laughs> I'm on like 5,000 a day. I'm probably too much coffee or something. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. So today we're going to be chatting about three things you should know before starting your business in 2019. But first, before we dig into all that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your journey? So I don't even know where to start. <laughs> um, I had my son six months after I graduated high school. And I started my adult journey as a single teenage mom um, on Medicaid and food stamps. So I got pregnant when I was 18, had him when I was 19, and I was waiting tables, double shifts, um, just to make ends meet. And um, through a series of events and a failed marriage, um, I went to college and got my degree as a speech pathologist and came back to Texas and decided pretty quickly early on in my journey that I was done being an undervalued employee and I could do it myself. So I started my own healthcare company. Um, I was 27, 28 when we opened and it was just me with 10 patients. And today we have about 560, 550 employees. We are an eight-figure agency, and we are in Texas, Colorado, Idaho, and we have about 13 locations, and yeah, it's been quite the journey. That is amazing, and I hope to be like this one day. <laughs> this is just, I mean, just having like the few times that we've talked and just like kind of following you, I just feel like you're such, um, you're, you're an inspiration, and I love how you, you know, empower women to go after what they want, you know, like go after whatever it is that you want, like go for it. And so um, I know that you're shifting into the coaching space, but before we talk about that, I would love to know, like, what was the journey like to leave, you know, the job that you were working and then go into starting your own agency? Is this an agency? Would this be called an agency? It is. It's a home health care agency. So we do speech, physical and occupational therapy services and nursing services for little kids with disabilities. Okay. Nice. And 
Um, it was tough. I mean, I won't lie to you or sugarcoat it because I'm pretty honest. Um, <laughs> it was, it was hell. I mean, when I started the company, um, my daughter was four months old. So I was putting the company together when I was pregnant with her. And um, it was right after September 11th. My husband was working the night shift at the, at a warehouse. And um, it was, it was hard. And um, it, I just didn't look at my success as optional. It was like put one foot in front of the other and do the next best thing. Um, and that's what I did. And I didn't have somebody who really was um, coaching me or guiding me or mentoring me. Um, it was just me and God. I love how you said that um, success, it wasn't optional for you. I think that we have to get into that mind frame because I know so many entrepreneurs, they'll say, well, if this works or, you know, maybe this will work or, you know, like, but it's, it's nothing concrete. Like you have to say like success is not optional. Like I'm going to be successful, period. There's no other way. I'm going to do the steps. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to make this work. And I think that just speaks to like your grit, you know, of being, you know, this teenage mom. And then you found you're in this job that you don't like, like you have to make some kind of decision. So what made you make that? Like, what was the push that made you make the shift from working with that company to creating your own agency? So they pretty much talked about how employees were replaceable, all, mm -hmm. you know, very openly. And as an employee, I didn't really appreciate that. But then one week, and it was actually in February of 2003, and there was a huge ice storm in the Dallas area. And if you know anything about the South, you know that when ice starts falling, it's like Armageddon around here. Oh, yes. The whole city <laughs> shuts down. And I was working at this company where if you didn't work, you didn't get paid. And I was pregnant and we had just bought our first house and getting paid was, I, I didn't have a choice. So I got on the road with the truckers and we... I braved the, the ice and, um, the next week I asked about getting paid and they were like, well, we had to push payroll. Basically, basically you're getting paid a week later. And my first mortgage was coming out of the bank and it was going to bounce because I didn't have the money in the account. And I, I was like, you can't do that. Right. And basically it was like, watch us. Wow. I said, that's it. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. That's so insane. That That is ridiculous. So what, um, so you had this experience where they were playing with your money, basically. So exactly. how did you, like, how did you come up with this idea to now start your own agency? How, how did you transition into that space where like now you're going to start your own thing? Well, when that happened, so I started working there probably in August of 2002 and about four months into it, I decided I could do it myself. And then I kind of got a little complacent um, because I was pregnant and I was like, what am I thinking? This is crazy. Um, but I had gotten some money from my dad and put it into the bank. And then I did have a partner in the beginning and she had 2,500 and I had $2,500. And so I'd put that into the bank and we'd opened our business account and gotten our um, 
before we changed to an LLC, we were a, a corporation. So we'd gotten that paperwork done. And then that was when the ice storm hit. And because I'd been complacent, I was like, mm. and then at that point I was like, I'm done. So I kept working there through until kids care opened its doors on October 27th, 2003. Wow. So yeah. Great. Wow. So you had a partner um, and then you, and then you guys both invested money, got your legal stuff together and then you waited your time until you were ready to launch and then you were like, okay, I'm done. Yes. So I know you talked about earlier how you were going through like this entire experience and like even with uh, building up, you know, this, uh, the kids care home health, like building that up, you didn't really have like um, a coach or like mentors and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, and I'm sure that's probably what pushed you to become one. So could you talk about like what made you decide to like move into business coaching and um, you know, why you're in this space now? Sure. And actually I did have a consultant, but he told me three times not to start the company. Wow. So, Look yes. at you now. <laughs> and I pretty much was like, um, I'm doing this, whether you like it or not, do you want the job or no? Um, and he wound up helping me because he could see I wasn't going to go away because I needed help. Have but you talked to him since? I actually hired him and then fired him because he wasn't doing a good job. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. You're out. You're out. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> how life changes. <laughs> I know exactly. Um, but so, so in 2012, I went back to school and because one of the things I'd always wanted to do was get my doctorate degree. Um, since I'd been that little 19 year old mom. Um, and in 2012, I decided that that was the time to do it. So I really worked myself out of a job at that point. And, um, went back to school at Pepperdine University and got and started my doctoral program. And through that research, I found the four main challenges that women go through when climbing the corporate ladder and advancing their career. And then I found research that says we are more than a hundred years away from gender equality at the sea level. And I had been through all four of those challenges and I can talk about them if you want, but because I had been through and experienced all four and because I knew that we were a hundred years away from gender equality at the sea level, I decided how can I make an impact on my daughter's generation and change the future of leadership for them. And that was when I decided I would like to help female millennial entrepreneurs become CEOs today and screw a hundred years. Yes. I love that. I love it. So could you tell us what those four, um, what those like four obstacles are that we experience? Sure. Yeah. The first one is family obligations, um, balancing a career and or growing a career and, and trying to have a family is hard. Um, the second one is limited advancement opportunities. So, um, a lot of people are working later into their careers and there aren't as many, um, places to move into or opportunities available, or they needed to go back to school and get more education. So there's that. And then the third obstacle was gender-based discrimination. 
Now, I went into my research really thinking it was going to be the good old boys that were holding us back. And there's still instances of that. But um, gender-based discrimination is actually three different facets. First is stereotypes. You know, when, when women de demonstrate um, leadership characteristics, we are typically given a not-so-kind title. Right. Um, but the other facet is it's when basically we're damned if we do, damned if we don't, you know, right. demonstrate leadership. The second facet is the good old boys club. And I like to call them bubbas and they like to hold women back. And, you know, really in the grand scheme of things, women haven't been in the workforce that long. So these guys are trying to figure out, you know, how to play in the sandbox together. But the third facet of gender-based discrimination really blew me away. And that was more women talked about other women holding them back and on their journeys. And I had experienced that as well. And then the fourth obstacle that women talked to me about was how they lacked confidence. And so 50% of the women who were at the C-level talked about how they lacked confidence to, you know, whether it be at home or at work or just in life in general. And I thought, you know, I've dealt with all four of these obstacles, but I've also created this incredible company. And what can I do? I don't have this desire to help females navigate the career jungle of corporate America, but what can I do to help millennial women on their career journeys. And that's when I decided I can, I can help them navigate those four obstacles and create CEOs today. I love that. I think also like with what you're saying, um, with, with one of the facets of like women holding other women back, I love how like you're breaking that stereotype by being the one to lead the charge of like, okay, well, I'll, I'll coach you, I'll help you. You know, like I, I won't be, I won't be the obstacle in your way, you know? Right. And like, exactly. and like, I, I feel like, I truly feel like there's enough success for everybody to get some, you know? And so I think it's so interesting because I have experienced where there have been women that I know have intentionally done things or maybe said things, you know, to make me look bad or to, you know, keep me out of, out of a circle that they thought I would mess up maybe their chances, you know? And so I love that, you know, instead of you oh, you know, I have this thriving business, I'm doing well, instead of you like keeping that to yourself, how you're reaching back out and like helping the rest of us try to get to that level, you know? And that's crazy. I never heard of that. Well, I actually heard it on your podcast when you talked about, you know, that we were a hundred years away from equality, you know, gender equality. Like I did not realize that in the workplace. I didn't realize the number was so big. A hundred years? It's crazy. <laughs> that's insane. More than a hundred years. That's insane. Yeah. That's and I love that you're like bridging that gap and just saying like, oh no, let's just jump past this. I'm like, let's make some female CEOs. Let's make us, you know, the owners of this stuff. Like, that's awesome. I, I love that that's what you're doing. So um, I want to dive into like kind of shifting and I want to dive into, um, I know that you talk a lot about um, things that people need to know, women need to know before starting their business. So, um, you know, could you give us like maybe two or three things that you think, um, entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs need to know before we start our business in 2019? Sure. Um, the first is, and I have a, a download that's the 10 um, 
for 10 secrets that female entrepreneurs need to know before we'll they start those in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but the top three, I think are number one, know your business. And what I mean by that is no, you know, people always say study your competitors and I don't study your competitors, study your customer. Because if you know your customer better than your competitor does, then you don't have to study your competitor. You've already beat them to the chase. So know your customer. And number two, know your numbers. So many women are fearful of knowing the financials. Your numbers are the heartbeat of your company. You have got to be com comfortable with the, the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Your, your um, revenue and your expenses, you've got to know what's going in and out of your business and if you're profitable or not. So that's first, know your, know your business. Second is, uh, I guess I have three that I can think of off the top of my head, but second is lace up your shoes because this is a race and there is no end, but you've got to <laughs> be ready for, it is a marathon, not a sprint. And you've got to be ready for the highs, lows. I call it the entrepreneurial roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Like, hands, arms, feet, legs, all of it inside the car, you're going, let's roll. <laughs> um, so it, it's a journey. And if you're not ready for it, then don't start it. And then number three is find someone who believes in you and who can breathe life into your dreams and who can guide you. And, and it doesn't have to be me, but find somebody because you can get negativity anywhere. That's why it's free because it's worthless. Find someone who will pour themselves into you, but give back to them too. I love that. And I love two parts of what you said. Um, so I've been following you for, uh, for a while now. And so I've been kind of listening to your podcast and learning things. And I will definitely say, I listened to something that you were talking about and you were talking about the, the know your business. Um, but most importantly, know your customers and know your numbers. And I have to, I have to say that has completely shifted my entire perspective. I think, and like now I realize how that is the foundation of your business. You know, if you, like you said, if you don't know your numbers, like how do you know if you're profitable? How do you know if you're, if you're uh, losing money? Like you, you won't know unless we look at the numbers. And I think as women, we are so afraid of our numbers. We're so afraid of looking at the finances. So, um, so I, you know, I think that like, you know, as women, like, you know, we're always told like to hide our, our bags when we go shopping and like, you know, so we're so used to hiding when we spend money or hiding, you know, any kind of money in general, but um, just listening to your podcast and reading the things that you write, I'm just like, it's so important for me to, it might be scary, but I need to look at the number. I need to know what the numbers say. And then like furthermore with what you said about knowing your customer, you don't have to worry about what your competition is doing when you know the customer's best. Like that is your unique selling point is knowing the customer better, you know, and then you're able to provide the service for them. So I, I, I really love that. And I'm, I'm so glad that you touched on both of those things. Um, and then also talking about just um, finding somebody that believes in you and that can pour into you. Um, and so, you know, I know that um, you've had, you know, some experiences lately with having your coaching, um, your coaching clients. So could you tell us like maybe some of the wins that you've helped people kind of break through, you know, as they're coaching with you? God, it's so much fun, Kay. I love it. Um, so the girl who just um, started this whole journey for me, I just had her on my podcast and she 
was she, we met in May. She started talking about quitting her job. Well, she quit five months later and in September and was scaling by December. So what is that? Three months, September, October, November. Yeah. Three months, four months. She was already scaling and less than a year after that, she had hit her first five figure month. Yes. Um, so like in March, so what she started in December or September, sorry, she started in September, scaled in December and by March was hitting five figure months. That's amazing. It's that's so amazing. exciting. Yes. And I, I think that's, that speaks to the power of in, investing in somebody that believes in you, you know, and that can help push you to that next level. So I think that's awesome. So you, um, you also do like group coaching and one-on-one, right? I do. I do. Um, and then I had a girl, uh, who start, came to me in March. Um, and, and we're talking, you know, mid March, she didn't have a company name, but she knew she wanted to start her own company. We got her name by May. So March, April, May, three months, she quit her job, has a company name and has so much work. She's already scaling. Wow. It's incredible. It's wow. So I that love it. Amazing. That's so awesome. I, I love, I, I, um, I follow a lot of your stuff. So I saw the first girl that you were talking about and I was just like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. So when you agreed to do the podcast, I was just like, this is wonderful. So oh, <laughs> I just really appreciate you for like, you know, just kind of dropping a little bit of wisdom for us because I know that, you know, so many people, they want to you know, like the first girl, they want to leave their job, you know, they want to, you know, create their own business, or for some people, they may not even have a business name, but they know they have this really good idea. So, um, you know, what would you say, you know, maybe they aren't ready for a coach yet. What would you say is like the first step they could take to, you know, going and starting their business or, you know, maybe getting a new client or something like just to kind of boost their confidence about even making that transition? You've got to get really clear on what you want to do. And once you find that, then find somebody. So let's say you want to do photography, start taking pictures and asking people to take pictures and getting yourself out there. Don't ask for pay right away. You, you got to earn your stripes. Thank you. Yes. And so, you know, if you want to, if you want to do social media marketing, for example, my, one of my clients, she just posted on social media, uh, on Indeed for a social media marketer. She looked up the social media, the person who applied for the job, and they had like four posts on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> you are not ready to be a social media marketer if your own stuff does not look good. Right. So, you know, if that's what you want to do, then do it. Yeah. But do it for yourself, do it for others for free, pay your dues. I, that is the best advice ever. I say that all the time to people and, you know, now we're in this space where, um, and we've talked about this before, where if you have internet connection, all of a sudden you're a business coach. And um, I'm just yes. like, really? <laughs> and, and, and I hear so many people giving the advice of, you know, charge your worth and, you know, don't do free stuff and blah, blah, blah. But like, like you said, you have to pay your dues. You can't just, you know, say, oh, I'm going to apply for this position to be someone's social media manager, but you're, like you said, your social media only has four posts or, you know, like you're a photographer, but we have no pic, like we can't see any pictures. Like you have to show 
proof of what it is that you do. So I think that was perfect advice. That was perfect. Absolutely. And if you want to be an entrepreneur, be an entrepreneur, not a wannapreneur. Like do it. <laughs> be, a, be an entrepreneur, not a wannapreneur. I love that. That is that needs to be on a t-shirt. <laughs> do it don't have what's the point of do you do you get into a car and drive halfway to somewhere no make a commitment and go all in and do it but so many people get into the middle of the tunnel you know we hear that saying light at the end of the tunnel so many people get into the middle of the tunnel where it gets the darkest and get scared and retreat back to where they know Instead of realizing I am right in the middle, if I just keep walking, I'm the same distance to that light than I am to what I already knew. Right. That is so. That was a great analogy. I never thought about that, but that's the truth. Like, if you turn around and go back, it was the same distance as if you would have just finished out the race. You know, strong. Yeah, yeah. That's such a good point, and I think so often when people are just getting started, you know, instead of, like you said, being all in and really committing, you know, they just flake and go back to what's comfortable. But then you wonder why you're miserable. Like that is why you're miserable because you're retreating back into this space that you didn't want to be in in the first place. And nothing that's worth it is ever easy. Think of marriage, you know, it's not easy, but it's worth it. That is the God's honest truth. <laughs> I could have said that better myself. I can so I want to ask one more question. Sure. I know that you've had like so much success thus far. And I mean, it's just been such a pleasure to like follow you on social media and listen to your podcast. You guys have got to go listen. It's on iTunes um, and it's called Women in Business, um, Inspirational Stories of Women Entrepreneurs. And um, every other week she interviews a, a kind of like how I do on this podcast. She interviews um, an entrepreneur that's like really inspiring. And then other weeks she um, does solo cast where she like really drops some wisdom. So you guys definitely go check out her podcast. I will link that below. But um, you've had so much success thus far. You know, you have built this business, you know, up to, you know, multi-million dollars, like you are really just booming and you're giving back to other women and helping them also become CEOs. Where do you see yourself and like your business in 10 years from now? In 10 years, I hope to be running events where I have people who have um, really just poured into themselves and invested in themselves, come back and as speakers and, and helping, you know, um, it's the ripple effect. It's throwing that ripple or that that rock in and seeing the change throughout the years. And I hope that I can inspire other women to turn around and pull somebody else up with them on the journey. So yeah, I mean, I, I hope I have events. I'm creating an online course right now. I'm creating a membership site. Um, only God knows where it's going to go. Yes. I love that you're shifting into this space though, because we need more people that aren't, you know, we need more people that have experience, you know, actually teaching us, you know, instead of just a random person just coming up out of nowhere. Like, I, I like how you said pay your dues, because I have noticed a lot of people who they wake up one day and they want to be a coach, but you've mm -hmm. never actually done any of the work to coach people in that space, you know, like, I, you it, <laughs> 
Yeah. It, it took me a long time to decide. And I still don't tell people I'm a coach. I just say like, oh, I'll show you, you know, oh, I'll, I'll teach you what I know, but I don't profess the whole coach thing because that's not my space. It's not my area of expertise, you know, and I stay in my lane. And so, you know, I just, I love that there's somebody that out here that actually has a proven track record of, you know, scaling a bit. And like, I love how you talked about the entrepreneurial um, roller coaster, you know, because I, I know that you've probably been through some really good highs and some really low lows, you know? And so I would want to take advice from somebody that has experienced that versus somebody that, you know, they have Wi-Fi, So they're going to put out their shingle today and it may be gone tomorrow. Like, what yeah. the hell? no, it's a commitment. Yes. But you know, so many women look through at the lens of, well, I had it tough. I want, I want them to have it tough too. You know what? You're going to have it tough, but not at my expense, not on my account. I'm going to make sure that I help you understand the ways it's going to be tough, but I'm not going to add to your difficulties. I love that. I love that. I think that's so awesome. And guys, y'all need to go follow Dr. Courtney because when she has her event, I'm claiming it that I'm going to speak. Yes. <laughs> I want to speak. So we're going to put that out there in the webs in the interwebs, but um, I'm so excited to see like the, the, um, the group coaching and the membership side. I'm really excited about that. And so um, do you have any of these things already put together? Um, how can people like find that and get more information about maybe doing coaching with you or any of your programs or anything? How can we keep up with you? So you can find me on social media. I also have a free Facebook group called From Side Hustle to CEO. Oh, I'm in there, y'all. You got to join. <laughs> I love it. And then from there, um, I have people in there that are in my group coaching and then also private coaching as well. And so if you just want to comment or, or DM me, um, I can, we set up a discovery call and I find out what your challenges are, what you're going through. Um, and even find out, you know, if, if I'm a good fit, cause there are some people that I've not been a good fit for. If Let it's me, a product-based business or something like that, you know, um, that's not my expertise and I don't want to steer anyone wrong. Let me tell you guys something about Dr. Courtney. If you guys send her a message, she's going to respond. I find so many people, they even tell me like, I didn't think you were going to respond. And it's so humbling to send somebody a message and they actually respond, especially when you're planning to invest in them. So guys, I highly recommend if you are interested and ready to do some coaching to definitely reach out because she will hop on a, a, a it's not even a phone call, guys. She looks you in your face and talks to you. And I think that's so important where you're trying to get to the next level and where you're trying to, you know, um, grow your business, you need to be able to connect with somebody. So guys, like definitely take advantage of joining her Facebook group, getting on the email list and communicating with her because she's doing some great things and she's really trying to help you grow your business and just grow as a CEO, grow as a woman. So that's that. But then also guys, like she drops so much knowledge, like it's so much great content that she's putting out there. So definitely take advantage of this opportunity. Um, and so really quick, can you tell us what your social media is so that people can go follow you there as well? Sure, sure. It's Dr. Courtney Baker. Now, Courtney doesn't have a U in it. So it's Courtney, C-O-R-T-N-E-Y Baker. Um, that's on Instagram. It's Facebook. I don't even know. I don't Twitter. So I'm not a tweeter. So I don't have, <laughs> I have one, but I don't even know what it is. Um, that's funny. And then LinkedIn. Perfect. Okay. So really quick, at the end of all my episodes, I do like a rapid fire round. Okay. So, are you ready? Let's go. All right. What is your favorite color? Red. Red. That's a power color. I like that. Okay. <laughs> Number two, what is a non-negotiable in your life? Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> 
I will not go to a restaurant if they don't have Diet Coke. Are you serious? I'm yes, it's bad. Wow. It's bad. I know. <laughs> I love it though. Okay. <laughs> what time do you wake up in the morning? Six. Okay. I have a question about this because I find you to be a credible source. <sighs> do we have to wake up early to be successful as an entrepreneur? Hell no. Thank you. But you got to put in your time. Okay. Perfect. So we don't have to wake up early, but we have to put in the time. Yes. Okay. I receive that. Because <laughs> so many people say like, you have to wake up, you know, at four o'clock or three o'clock. Like, uh, no, that's what you don't. You have to figure out because you're different than everybody else and you're a creative. So are you, are you a night owl? That's, if, if that's where your zone of genius is, is in the evening, then stay up late by all means and get your stuff done. But that doesn't mean you got to wake up in the morning and be tired. I love that. Thank you so much. That just saved my whole life. <laughs> um, so um, what is the last podcast that you listen to? Do you listen to podcasts? Absolutely, I do. What did, what, what did I listen to? Um, How I Built This. Oh, yeah. I love that podcast. That's a really good one. That's my dream, my bucket list. I'm going to be on that. Oh, we're putting that energy out there. It's going to happen. It's yeah. going to happen. Like, I, And I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, I know her. <laughs> Everyone listen. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so the last question, this is something I ask everybody. Um, it is, what does it mean to you to be a female creative or a female entrepreneur? It means I have the power to change the world. Mm. I love that. That was perfect. Mic drop moment, guys. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for just spending some time with us and dropping, you know, the knowledge you dropped on us. Um, I really love just having the conversation about, you know, the obstacles that we face and how, you know, I just, it was a, that's an astounding statistic that we are over. It's more than a hundred years before we can bridge the gap, you know, in gender equality in the workplace. And so, you know, I love that you are moving into a space to help us bypass that. Like, no, we're just going to become the CEO. Like, let's bypass all this. So, you know, I really love what you're doing in this space. And I'm just so honored that you were able to come on and talk to us for a little bit. So thank oh, well, you so much. Yes. Thank you. And if, if anybody wants to use the hashtag screw 100 years and tag me on stuff that they're doing to better themselves or better their careers or further um, advance gender equality, do it. Okay. So it's hashtag screw a hundred years, 100 years. Yeah. Love it. I'm here for that. I will be using that everywhere. <laughs> Good. Yes. Well, thank you so much. And I hope you have an amazing day. Thanks. You too. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the She's a Creative podcast. If you enjoyed this, let me know by sharing a review on iTunes or sending me a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and your favorite part. Go follow me on social media to get more inspiration, wisdom, and tips at She's a Creative podcast or at Mrs. K Hillman on Instagram. And check out the blog at She's a Creative.com. I love you, creative darlings, so much. And until next time, keep building your creative dreams.